Okay, announcements time. So I have two shows coming up that I will be taking a part of. The first one being Saturday, May 18th. Saturday, May 18th. Boom, 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 boom. Saturday, May 18th at 8 p.m. Mike Check presents Prolific Poetry Showcase. Tickets are $20 general seating, $30 VIP. I am excited about this show. It will be at Match Theater. Um, I'm excited because it's a different venue. I've been performing at the Improv. And so just stepping into something new and ready for the experience. Also, the next Improv show, Soul Poetry Presents Fire and Desire, June 5th. That's Wednesday, June 5th. Doors open at 7 p.m. Show begins at 8 p.m. promptly. Again, those tickets are $20 general seating, $30 VIP. You can get tickets from me via email, btapspeaks at gmail.com, B-E-E-T-A-P-S-P-E-A-K-S at gmail.com. Or you can hit me up on Facebook, btapspeaks, or Instagram, btapspeaks. You have your options, okay? Options to contact me and options as far as what day will work for you, May 18th, a Saturday, or June 5th, a Wednesday. Y'all got time, but not that much. Get at me for these tickets. Also, shows that are coming up that I'm not a part of, but want to uh, put out there. Zen Ashe Poetry, Laughs and Lyrics, May 5th, Poetic Justice Spit Truth. Okay, and so it's a album release party. General tickets are $12. It's, it will be held at Showtime Bar and Lounge. So that's Zen Ashe. You can hit her up on Facebook, Z-E-N-A-S-E. Also, another show with Zen Ashe Poetry. Laughs and Lyrics Awards, tribute to black male excellence. She wants to shed light and uplift black men, tell them we love them, we need them, we appreciate them. And so y'all be looking forward to that. That is going to be May 19th at Showtime Bar and Lounge, 8 p.m. The doors open at 7.30, show begins at 8 p.m. So again, y'all can contact her on Facebook, Z-E-N space, A-S-E and get at her for these dope events and tickets. And lastly, Houston Improv We Go Live and Soul Poetry presents We Go Live Mayhem. May 22nd at the Improv. Doors open at 7. Show begins at 8 p.m. Scott Free and Courtney Lynn will be your hosts. You can get at them on Facebook Robert Bob for tickets or Courtney Lynn for tickets. Um, the lineup that I've seen just from them posting pictures. Oh my gosh, I'm ready for this show to be in the audience and just absolutely enjoy the production that will be put on. I know it's going to be live. So all of these shows, hey, y'all have options. Get out there, support art, support your local poets, um, just support you will definitely hear something that you will enjoy at one of these shows all of these shows again get at me to purchase tickets or you can just reach out to me um if you're looking forward to some of these other shows um so yeah do that that was announcements now let's get into some important stuff Hey, 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 it's your girl B-Tap, and you are listening to Consciously Tapped In. So this month, for the month of May, um, it is Mental Health Awareness Month, and the color for that is green, green ribbons, green hearts, just green, green, green. And so I definitely um, wanted to shed light on this. I feel like it's something that is being talked about more now um but of course for the most part a lot of people don't like to talk about what they're going through you know um or if they have overcome certain things um so for this particular episode i have three guests two of which have already been on a few past episodes uh but we're gonna go around the table introduce yourself starting with you all right i'm allison 
I'm Kristen. <laughs> okay, and so y'all want to just let's just get straight into it. So, who in here has dealt with or is dealing with some type of mental illness? And I know mental, I said this before, but I know mental Ill, illness sounds so heavy. And it's just like, no, nah, I ain't crazy. You know, I ain't, but it's like, what what would you want to call it? Like some type of, let's just say a, a struggle internally. Girl, it is what it is. Okay. Like, <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. I think one of the issues that creates the taboo about mental illness is that we don't necessarily want to call stuff what it is. Ooh. You grow up and one, the black community is extremely taboo. We're always used to for centuries having to be strong and resilient and not being able to acknowledge um, anything that could be seen as a, as a weakness. And um, so we, we ignore it. We call it um, spirits. You know, she dealing with some spirits, you know, like the Christian people. The, 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 the devil. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh man, girl, she, the devil using her. Or, you know, we say like, oh, she just having like a bad day. Mm. And then we have all these underlying issues. They never get fixed because we too afraid to call it what it is. Exactly. Exactly. Um, God dog it. I say that we're often told that we, shouldn't seek therapy you know or don't be telling your business but no one ever just really gives a solution they'll tell you what not to do what they don't want you mm -hmm. to do but it's just like okay then what do i do you know um so me myself um because nobody actually said you know but i deal with anxiety a lot a lot it's it's ridiculous um and so me knowing myself but also researching on it it has a lot to do with fear of the unknown and i feel mm -hmm. like so within a lot of things that i do a lot of people that i deal with a lot of relationships i need so much stability so much certainty and you know uh reassurance about things uh i'm getting nervous about a lot of things and sometimes i add anxiety on myself because I procrastinate on things, you know? And so here I am worrying about stuff because I know I haven't done what I was supposed to do, you know? Um, so, and they say like anxiety can also lead to depression and things like that. Looking back, cause I feel like, I guess at first I would say, I don't feel like I've never been depressed, but I feel like I have had episodes, you know, coming out of breakups. I mean, you don't want to talk to nobody. Yeah. All you're doing is crying. You, you know, all these kind of things. Um, so, but not, I feel like there are levels. Um, and some people have it a lot worse than others. Yeah. Um, but for me, anxiety is where I deal with, you know. Um, for me, I would say that my, I'm not going to say demons, but my underlying issue came from my mother. Mm. Like she suffers from schizophrenia and bipolar and wow. things like that. And it's true what they say, hurt people hurt people. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you have to accept people for who they are. And some people can't love you how they need to. So that causes issues down the road and, you know, different things like aspects where you feel like you should get love from certain people and you're not getting it. And, mm. you know, depression is something that I battle with daily. Really? Every day. I'm going to work, going to school. I mean, it's not to the point where I just want to break down and kill somebody. No, it's not that far. It's like some days I have my good days. I'm feeling good. I'm in the move and in the groove. And then there's some days where I just like breaking down. I lock myself in my room. And, you know, and it's something I cannot control. Like the medicines I've been prescribed, it's not going to control them. It's not going to make them go away. And with me being very, you know, educated and me being very, you know, independent, I've always been told, oh, it's nothing. Just, you you just, you let go of those demons. Let go of that hurt. I can't let go of it. How can I let go of some hurt that is stuck with me? Yeah. You know, how do you let go of hurt when you see other things, the other people with their mama, and it's just like you don't have that? Mm. You know, how do you let go of hurt of this person's supposed to love me, but they don't love me how they're supposed to? Yeah. You know, how do you let go of that hurt? It's easy to just say, let go, pray about it. Yeah, you need to get them demons off of you. Yeah. Wow. How? Give me a reason. Give me a way. Yeah. How? Ooh, child. See, we, we kind of jumping, but um, I know for me, um, it's weird. I, when I was a little bit younger, I forgave my, like, I literally forgave my father, you know, just for not being able to be as active as I wanted him to be in my life and consistent. Um, 
And so with forgive with me forgiving him, I let him back in. Only to be disappointed again. Yeah. And so going into adulthood and where I'm at now, I have made like the decision that is like one, I have forgiveness. Like I forgive I know ill will, like I love my father. You know, that will always be my father. It wasn't always bad. It's just like you're anyways, y'all can go back and listen to the episode. <laughs> anyways, um, so it took me having to I don't know how to explain it. Like you really just have to t- like once you forgive and I think when you don't look towards something, like you're not no expectations. Because being that there are no expectations of anything regarding my dad anymore, it's like a weight has been lifted. I'm not looking forward to it. I feel like if there was still that relationship, I would have the anxiety of when is he going to let me down again? You know, like mm-hmm. when are things going to go bad? When are these phones cop phone uh, calls going to start slowing down again? You know, but it's like I've just kind of let that part of my life go and accepted it for what it is. And I have this like a peace over me. You know, mm-hmm. so I mean, that's just, you know, I, I don't know what you could do because there's not one answer. I've stopped expecting things from her or things. I've had a very active father. That's the difference. Like the roles are reversed. Wow. Like my dad kind of like raised me. So, you know, he raised. Were they married? Like They were married when I was like, you know, they divorced when I was like five. But, oh. you know what I'm saying? It's just like my dad raised me, like raised all my mama kids. So Is your mom kinda... still around? Like, does your mama come around? Is she around you all the time? Let me say that. No. No? Okay. Her choice is not to be around. Okay. Because, like, I, what my thing is, or my experience is if you have a particular person or a thing that pulls that type of stuff out of you, if they are consistently there and they are trying to feel like a, a relationship, like, maybe your mama don't do the things that, because, like, me and my mama have, like, a weird relationship. We always have. Like, I love her dearly, but I feel like sometimes we're just so much alike that we butt heads so much and always have. Mm-hmm. And... Um, because she is my mama and she's there, I have to acknowledge her role, but that makes it difficult to say, I'm not going to deal with that because if they don't acknowledge or respect boundaries, how do you take a step back to say, I'm going to, you know, wash my hands of this. Like you can't, because you can say, I'm going to go get some time to, to get myself together. But if they are consistently coming back you're never getting enough time to heal. You're not going to. And it's really just that simple. And that at that point in time, it's not a matter of, you know, healing it and saying, you know what, I've forgiven this and, and you know, moved on and I've dropped it. It's a matter of finding healthy ways to cope, you know, on a daily basis. It's an ongoing process. Absolutely. Like every day you have to have the mindset of I'm not going to keep myself here. Like what can I do in order to keep progressing, keep stay like get out that hole. Yeah, absolutely. Montre, like what what do you deal with? What do you battle with? I deal with anxiety and depression. Mm-hmm. Like recently I dealt with episodes like last week. Okay. I lost two of my friends. I'm sorry to hear that. One of did my I friends, did I know any of? Because I mean, I'm just asking because we went to school together. Okay. We went to school together. They ain't go to school together. Okay. But one of my friends got murdered maybe like last Monday or Sunday. I heard about it Thursday. Then my other friend, I was with him Thursday. He mm. committed a murder Friday. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I lost two of my. Then, like she said, with her mom, with her being away, wanting to be away. I got an aunt. She, I'm not going to say, she, when I was little, she was around us all the time. But, like, once we got older, it's like she just wanted to be by herself. Mm-hmm. Like, and so you had, like, a close relationship, so that affected you in, like, a big way? Yeah. But, like, mostly my anxiety and depression affect me because of my health. Like, mm-hmm. You know, I had health problems, like, all through school. I know. Oh, I guess I'm the only one that didn't do it. Uh, well, um, I deal with depression, anxiety, and I also was diagnosed with PTSD. And yeah, Isn't I know. It, I don't know if I can say from the that relationship or no. It no. was um, actually before the relationship. Something I'm not gonna go into it, but like I had like a um, an incident in college, which is actually why I ended up having to drop out of school. Mm. And for two years, I said nothing about it. Then I finally came out. 
and said like, hey, this thing happened to me and the response wasn't how I feel like it should have been. And so I carried that pretty much from 2010, 11, said something about it 2012. And then from there to now, it's been a constant struggle of dealing with, you know, anxiety, depression, paranoia, you know, hypervigilance and um, trying to one, understand it and reeducate myself because these are things that I grew up thinking, well, if this stuff happens, move on or, you know, just forget about it or just be strong and move through it. And um, realizing that a part of how I got so far deep in this hole is because I never gave myself enough grace and enough mercy to say, you know, what, Allison, you are valid. You know mm-hmm. how you what you feel is valid. What you went through was a trauma and things following it was traumatizing as well. And you deserve to give yourself some grace. You deserve to give yourself some mercy and be honest with yourself and seek out some help, you know. Mm-hmm. And so um, I just started taking medicine. I want to say late 2018 I want to say late last year and um I remember going to the doctor and then you know I was really sick like in high school my junior year I was in the hospital like on and off I remember that yeah and like they couldn't figure out what was wrong with me and I remember one of the trips um the doctor was just like hey can I talk to her by herself so my parents walked out and he asked me all these questions and I was like yeah 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 and then he was like have you ever thought that maybe um you're depressed and I just the idea that my parents being outside the door and could have possibly heard him like it like he's like hey don't say I was like no no uh uh-uh, uh no like I could never wow. be depressed what do you mean I went home and looked it up on Google just like a am I depressed you know yeah, I looked at that well took that little took a little test I was like damn <laughs> girl this explained a lot but I also knew at the same time that hey you know what maybe this is the beginning of me realizing that but it still is not something that I feel like I can really be open with my family about like like the incident and the resulting emotional trauma from the incident is still something that I can't talk about like with my family because like you know my grandparents are older and they're sick and my and my parents are just like don't put that on them you know what Mm -hmm. I mean and so it's a lot of I want to be liberated from this stuff but at the same time I'm also trying to I guess Respect other people's emotions, I guess, by not, you, you know, it's it's like that thing. Like, I love my grandparents and I don't want to stress them out um, with certain things. But it makes it hard because it's like sometimes when I don't want to go over there on a Sunday, it's because, like, I'm not in the mood. And how do you explain that? Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm always having to come up with excuses like I don't sleep well and I, I just be tired. Yeah. And it's just like, I, I can't tell you, look, I got two hours of sleep. Like, leave me alone. I ain't going. <laughs> to your grandparents, yeah, you can't say Yeah, that. you can't. So then my grandma's like, you don't never be coming over here. You don't be calling me. And it's just like, Granny, it's just, that's, it's draining, man. Like, mm-hmm. I love you, but like, man, it's draining. Like, mm-hmm. and, but you don't know how to explain that to people. Yeah. Yeah, this is, uh, that, that not being able or knowing how to say no or let people down I I deal with that as well um with my anxiety it's crazy because you hear like people having anxiety attacks Mm -hmm. you know and things like that or even with depression like what those what does the episodes look like for this person what what do you do when you're depressed um me it was crazy y'all I've had maybe maybe like two anxiety attacks in my life uh one i really can't remember but i just know for sure i have but anyways one of them it was crazy how it happened okay so i don't i know how to cook i I know how to cook i love i love cooking but um i don't know how to make rice I don't know how to make rice, so I do boil in a bag, okay? Yes, baby, I feel a struggle. come through with that boil in the bag. come through, yes. Boil in the bag. The science of... Of how long to leave it in, in and, and how sure much the water. Mm-hmm. They be like fluff the with the fork. Yeah. <laughs> Put it on low, but then you might have to take it back. That's too much. You throw that boil in the bag. Baby, it'll be, be done. Mm-hmm. Snip. Boil in a bag. Girl. I made that. Well, okay, well, come that, through, Chef That takes too much walking, <laughs> a watching. I mean, right. I ain't gonna watch no okay, pot. Yeah. 
Um, so with that, <laughs> um, I was doing like, I don't know, some boil in the bag. And my mom had said something. We were pretty much talking about rice. And it made me think of uh, my ex. This was like months ago, months ago. Um, because he, it was something that we always joked about. You know, like he knew how to make the rice. So he always made the rice, you know. Um, and just that moment, and I was laughing or whatever. Next thing I know, I walk off because I feel like it's coming over me. I'm breathing really, like, like just at a crazy pace you know tears are coming down and i'm like trying to breathe trying to come down i'm covering my mouth because like jamie's in the other room and i'm like off of that like you know mm -hmm. but that that pain at that time that pain that hurt was still there i'm still trying to get over it and something as simple and small as a <laughs> bag of rice rice um that was, and I was like, it wasn't until afterwards I was like, that was definitely an anxiety attack because I didn't, I didn't, I couldn't control what was going on with yeah. me. It's just like one, I said, I'm not gonna be crying over this person no more, mm -hmm. you know. And two, and then my breathing, like I can't even breathe, you know. I'm trying to be quiet because I don't want to alert her. And it was crazy because I was away for so long, and uh, she, I don't, I don't think she heard me anything, but she came in the room and she just looked at me and she just gave me a hug, man. That, that made me cry. I mean, like the tears came yeah. up, but I wasn't loud or anything. But, whew, my child. But yeah, so be like I've experienced that. So with what y'all deal with, like, what does your depression look like? Is it I'm not gonna I'm gonna be away from everyone, just be off to myself? Like, do like what what does it look like for you? My depression looks like, um, because I deal with three children, I think my depression more deals with isolate myself, mm -hmm. like just not returning phone calls, you know, not caring to pick up the phone and check on nobody because I feel like anybody checking on me. So um, it kind of looks like, I don't know, the smallest things like, how can I say this? The smallest things that an average person would do, like those things don't get done. Like I want to say like, like me, I'm a big workout person. Like, so with me not want to work out or sometimes going a whole day without eating, you know, and stuff like that. And the small triggers, you know, because I have anxiety and PTSD and, you know, and these things I've been diagnosed with. And it even came to a point to where it was like, you know, thinking about checking myself in. Oh, I was about to do it. The black man, girl, you been, you know, yeah. you seen the way I drew back. Uh, that's that's serious. Like, extremely serious. yeah, because it, I, I don't know how to explain it. Like, it's like you could think the person who's like the most bubbly and you know, those are the people who dealing with the most, yeah, you know what I'm saying. And that's, I know I'm the life of the party and I'm always just outgoing and love to have fun, but it's sometimes it's just like certain things, traumas that have happened to me. And I'm not just talking about my mother, but I'm talking about relationship wise, like they, they're like a trigger with me, mm -hmm. like people popping up to my house, not calling, it makes me have a panic yeah. attack. You know what I'm saying? You knocking on my door and I'm not expecting nobody. Like, my heart start just bumping. Like, you know what I'm saying? Or someone just calling me out the blue. Like, that's weird to me. Don't do not do that. Like, oh, I have. I do. I think it's more so like you, you, because this is something that I realized for myself, too. I feel like I have this, um, this like, small amount of reserved energy. And when I have enough time to say, Two weeks, somebody is going to need this energy from me. I'm going to have this family event. I'm going to store this little energy up. So mm -hmm. when I go over there, I can talk to people. But when you, like, unexpectedly say, hey, give me some of that energy, I realize, like, a little bit in, like, damn, I am exhausted. I am mentally exhausted. I am emotionally exhausted. I am tired. This conversation can't happen. And I realize that, like, most of the time, I'm kind of trying to lie dormant, you know? Mm -hmm. I'm trying to use the least amount of energy as possible so that when something does demand it for me, I got a little something to give. And it almost makes me like angry and irritated. Like I don't want to talk to people. If you come out of nowhere and say, Hey, be all of this. And I'm like, damn, I can't even be like a fraction of that right now. Like, I'm, <laughs> like I'm, and you know, and then if people don't understand, you then really don't have like, it's like, oh, you lazy or, mm -hmm. oh, you're not a good friend. And I'm just like, Ooh. no, I'm just tired. Like, I love y'all, but I just, I don't have the energy. Like, I'm that person. Like, I, 
I love it when I'm around my friends. I love it when I talk to my friends. Like, when it happens, it's great. But, like, to get out the bed and do the simple things and say, hey, we're going to go meet up for brunch, it probably ain't going to happen because... Amen. I feel like we <laughs> yeah. were supposed to meet up. Amen. We was. And that's the thing. Like, I like I be wanting to do I it. Be but to, then but it's, it's just, just like. It takes a lot of energy like, for me to, like, get like my up. My keys all the way over there. I got to go wash my face. Like, I got to put my shoes on. Like, like, legitimately, like, it takes a lot. Once I'm out the house, I can do. I can be gone all day. Mm-hmm. But to the, the part from getting up and getting in the car and, like, pulling out the driveway that seems like a gigantic feat. Mm. It's like, you know, it's like, oh man, this is this mountain. It's just getting in the car. Mm-hmm. But like sometimes it's like, it's a lot mentally. Man, I don't know how to get up in this car, man. Like, can <laughs> I get in this car? Do you sit there and you be sitting there thinking, like, man, how you get in the car? Like, all you got to do is get up. And sometimes I have to do that to myself. I'm just like, you know what, Allison? Step by step, um, sit up. Like in the bed, like I'm so serious. I'd be like, sit up. I sit up in the bed. I'd be like, okay, put them glasses on, girl. You gotta see. Once you can see, you can't sleep no more. Get up. You know, once I make myself brush my teeth, make myself put my contacts in because I ain't gonna go to sleep with my contacts. And I'd be like, oh, it's a step by step because you know, I I, I have my own business. Mm-hmm. And um, the thing about depression or any type of mental illness is that life does not give a flying bleep about about how you feel Mm -hmm. it will go on it will run you over if you can't keep up and so that's just something that you kind of have to learn how to do you got to learn how to take things little by little you know and 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 rations that you can you know take them on Mm -hmm. and i mean that's pretty much what it is but um yeah my depression is um not being able to sleep um i have paranoia about Unlock doors. Um, Me too. Yeah. Doors have to be closed. Doors got to be locked. And I mean, I'm like, I don't even know if that's the if that's like the trauma I went through. Or if that's just growing up in the hood, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. But either way, go. If I see a door lock, I get I get panicked. Mm-hmm. I don't like. Yeah. Well, it's certain stuff you if you grow up in like in a bad neighborhood, like you don't even realize that you that you deal with. Like when people. So this is Texas, right? Everybody friendly. You drive by and somebody wave at you, you wave at them back. But step step in my like driveway. And that's when that uh who is what you, that? What you want? I mean, I know we've been neighbors for 30 years. We get, get but um, <laughs> I'm going to need you to stay on that sidewalk, bro. You know? Close, it, it, is made, it is made me nervous. And it's uh, stuff like that that I'm like, man, like I see I, I see people looking kind of shady. And I be like, hold up, what you doing? <laughs> like people start walking up on me. Uh-uh. You know, it's just stuff like that. I mean, and, and I think that has a lot to do with just like the world that we live in today. Good, it's it is true because everybody mm-hmm. getting got. There's too much going on. But, uh. Montre, I was about to ask you. Good Lord, what was I about to ask you? I guess how do, okay, how do you deal with your depression? And this is also for all of us, but I'll start with him. Like, have you found a way to release a, the certain energy or cope with? Uh, I'm not a coping mechanism. No. no. What? Because, <laughs> I mean, like you said with anxiety, you said the artist. Mm. Like when my friends, what happened to my friends? That was a trigger. Mm. Sometimes my parents are triggered. So, and even they they had me talk to a therapist. Mm. It works if you work it. Like yeah, were you all in? I was completely in, but it was like the the woman I was talking to. She wasn't helping me. She just wanted to put me on medicine. Oh. She, put me, she put me on Zoloft. So it's like a psychiatrist or like an actual like yeah. therapist. Psychiatrist. Yeah, because you go to a psychiatrist, they not gonna they not gonna do it. You gotta go to like a therapist. Therapist. That was gonna. That's what I was gonna ask. Like, has anyone? Uh, you know what? Well, we gonna go with. But yeah, yeah. She put. She put me on Zoloft. Zoloft is just like dancing. It's a mood stabilizer. So what? It just keep you like chill, like girl. No, it stabilizes the lithium in your brain. Look, you said that, and I'm like, what? Lithium, a human brain produces lithium. And some people who have mental, not mental, mental retardation or mental disorders, they lack the amount to keep you stable. So when you see a psychiatrist, they'd be like, okay, well, we're going to do a blood work. Okay, your lithium a little low, so we're going to put you on Zoloft, or we're going to put you on more lithium Mm -hmm. to stabilize your moods. So it's supposed to keep, not keep you calm, but it's supposed to help you deal with 
daily struggles mm-hmm. a little bit better. But it don't. I was just gonna say, do it. It don't work. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And so how long ago was this, like, that you were, I guess, talking to someone? Wow. Well, uh, I've always kind of, I mean, I got got this whole podcast and I mean, you know, I share here and there, whatever. So I've always kind of just wanted to seek help or just speak to someone, you know, about the things that's in my mind. Like you said, some things that, you know, we'll never tell. Um, but, uh, I haven't. And it's probably because it's not, I guess growing up, it's just kind of like you don't talk to people, you know, you know, or you don't, you don't need therapy. You Keep your business to yourself. Yeah, exactly. Um, so with me not being given a solution, just told this what you're not going to do. Um, now, especially, I guess that's why I've always loved writing, you know, because in that way, I could express myself like my diaries used to be on point. <laughs> okay. On point. Like this, this diary is going to know everything. But, um, and also with my, with my writing, now that I'm thinking now that I'm an adult, I always loved, um, like I say, I want to write fictional novels. And I wonder if that's because it takes me away from everything else. Yeah. That's one. Like mm-hmm. I can be so exaggerative and make up so many things and it takes me out of that place of reality, you know? Yeah. Um, so it, it, it all makes sense to me now. Like I, I think about everything as a whole, like with uh, professors when I was in uh, college and even in high school, always being told that I was a great writer, you know, when I had to come up with this story and, I think that that has a lot yeah, to do. Yeah, but you, you know, notice most of the people in theater crazy. Look, absolutely. Yeah, this looks crazy like a bag of roaches. Crazy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Yo, man, Louise. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, I mean, have you found a way? No. Every day is a, a struggle. Every day is a hurdle. Every day, if anything, like, okay, I got through another day. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, okay. Whew. Step back. Okay, I overcame that. Or. You know, it's a daily struggle because, I mean, it's things that constantly run through your brain. And, like, it's like, okay, can I shut my brain off today? And can I not deal with this today? And, oh, this popped up. And now I'm crying in the car. And I don't know why I'm crying and all that. Like, it's a constant battle. Um, I've tried therapy. Well, not tried. I'm in therapy. Um, and I do see a psychologist. But I, I feel like the medicine is not for me. It's not. I've been prescribed a lot of them. It's not for me. Like, it may be for some people. It may help them cope. But I feel like that takes me away from my children. It takes away the essence of who I am. Doped up and stuck. And, you know, that's not for me. The medicine is not for me. So, me, I try to do other things like, you know, work out or dance or, you know, my biggest thing I feel like that helps me zone out is education. So, I keep going to get degree after degree just to just keep my mind busy. I feel like that's yeah. the way for me. I keep my mind busy. Apply yourself to something that mm-hmm. you actually care about. Yeah. I think that's what helps me is to keep my mind busy. Yeah. I will say, um, <laughs> y'all can't see it, but when I was working out, <laughs> when I was <laughs> working out, because I've been going through the muscles, I've been going so hard. Take off a few days. You didn't get all that back. You didn't be like, dang. It's like, what gym? Where is it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling him, just take my money. But um, anyways, so when I hunt the taco. Hey, y'all, break. Cinco de taco. <laughs> but um, when I was working out, I don't know what kind of, what uh, energy it releases. But it, Them was, endorphins. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that. So has so much happier, you know. So I would say being active definitely no, can help. Definitely can help. And um I know how you were saying that uh, you know, it's it's you it's a step by step for you. Like, let me get out this bed, let me do this, let me do this. Meanwhile, for me, I am a get up and go person. Yeah. You know, I'm a get up and go person. I'm always trying to, you know, meet up with somebody, do a brunch or a hangout or whatever. But 
I give anxiety to myself because I'm trying to do it with everybody. And I'm trying to be there for everybody. Yeah. And you can't. And so mm-hmm. you're disappointing people. And, oh, you didn't call me back. Or you're we overwhelming yourself. Or now we rescheduled. Oh, you're acting funny. You know, ooh, yeah. Or I ain't heard from you in a while. Well, I don't. Ain't nobody heard from me while I'm okay. <laughs> hey, you know. Um, yeah, I just, I just have to say that. Uh, when, so when you do reach out to someone, like a friend, whoever, at the point of you needing to talk, are you more so of a just listen to me or I'm a talk but I also want your opinion? Or because, you know, some people like to give it when it's really not asked. So what, what time? Oh, oh, look at that. Hold on, I don't want that. <laughs> Oh, I don't know. I guess I'm an in-between. The thing for me that I don't mind people giving me their opinions, most of the time it's just like being able to talk about it. You know, I'm able to talk about it. That makes me feel better because I'm not having to hold it in. Not everybody's going to have an opinion that I actually want to hear or respect it. And because some people not don't have the same life like life goals as me. And you don't know, if you ever talk to somebody, you say, oh, man, my boyfriend ain't getting on my nerves. Like, he made me so mad. Girl, and they be like, well girl, leave him. Leave him. And I'd be like, <laughs> and I'd be like, okay, first off, hold up. <laughs> wait, wait. First off, <laughs> I, I love him. And I didn't I didn't call you to Vince so you could tell me to, to, like, throw my whole relationship away. And so I feel like some people, mm. because they're not on the same page, they can't tell you, like, oh, you know, oh, well, your thing is just go smoke, go drink. And mm-hmm. it's just like, that's not the solution. I just want to talk to you. I want, like, some, hey, let's go to the park. You know, like, something that's for real, for real, yeah. going to be calming. And so I don't have that many people around me that I can actually have those conversations with. So it's more of a, can I just vent? Yeah. You know, can I just say it out loud? Because there's something about saying what you feel, like, out loud like saying it like you can hear it it's not like stuck in your head and it's just like i am sad Woo, that felt so much better to be honest and to say it and Mm -hmm. and like sometimes you just need that absolutely absolutely um i'm the type of person that i want you to just listen because everybody's opinion isn't valid Mm. oh it ain't and some people will judge Mm. girl it's the second time Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm Girl, you still with him, hmm? Girl, like, I don't got time for that. So I just want you to listen. And sometimes I'm a type of person that I really just not tell you at all. I'm not going to say I keep it bottled up, but I talk to myself sometimes. Mm-hmm. We in the car. We having a whole interview. Girl, what he said? Girl. <laughs> girl. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm talking to myself because sometimes you'll tell people and a lot of people judge you. Mm-hmm. Oh, this. Oh, you having one of these mood spells again, girl. Just pick yourself up and... You doing this episode again, and it's just like I'm tired of hearing that. So with that being I said, people say that like, don't be sad, mm-hmm. pick yourself up, girl, like, go get you cute. About to get up by myself, I'll be down yes. there. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you thought of it was that age. You ever thought that maybe I ain't want to be sad? And then, like, mm-hmm. I, I just stop if I could. Hell, just push pause and like, take a break. Like, like right. I'm gonna need you to grab my face with that. That that's that mess. I don't like that. I don't like people telling people to pull themselves up by their bootstraps or any of that type of bullcrap. Get it together. That is a real passive aggressive way of basically telling me that you don't care enough to see me down here in the dirt and to get down here and get dirty with me mm-hmm. and anybody who not down who willing to say you in the trenches and i'm gonna get down the trenches i'm gonna help you get out and we might get dirty but we're gonna get out of this together if you're not willing to do that then you really don't deserve me talking to you about these mm-hmm. things Ooh. preach mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, i want your input but i want you to listen to me first mm-hmm. but if it's something i want to hear then Sometimes you need to hear stuff you don't want to hear. Ooh, that, that's, that's true. That's all it is all the time. It's just once I'm to a point where I don't want to listen no more, you might as well shut up. <laughs> you want to tell the therapist that? Well, Jesus. I'm not talking about the therapist. Like but you know what? When you say that, it's kind of like then who do you go to? You know, you have to be very aware of who you're taking it to, mm-hmm. especially yeah, if you know how a certain person is. is. Um, mm. so Set yourself up. Mm. Okay, so with go ahead. That's why sometimes I don't say certain stuff to like my mom. Mm. I can tell my uncle anything. I can tell my grandmother anything. Mm. My mom gets certain stuff I can't bring. Yeah. Because is it just like it. how she was um, brought up? That like how she responds to stuff. Oh yeah, no. Cause the reason why I asked that is because my my mom was brought up by my grandma. My grandma was her mom died giving birth to her, so she raised my 
my uncles, my aunts and uncles and my mom, um, not really knowing necessarily how to be a mother, like that maternal aspect of it is really not as much there. And so like with my mom, there are certain things about her that I don't, I mean, I'm not gonna say she's like, she can't be a mother, but there's some things that I feel like that maternal instinct as far as like protecting us, sure. But like sometimes being extremely nurturing, no. Cause like when I was younger, you would cry, my mom would be like, shut up. Yep. <laughs> like, I'm serious. Like, shut up. That's weak. Don't do that. Like, and it would just be like, oh, okay. You know, I didn't cry in public. So I was like 19 years old. And it's just like, because I just felt like, oh, that's just weak. I can't do that. So I can't talk to her about certain things because like her mindset, especially growing up in the sixties was you got to be strong. You can't show weakness because she's going through like racism and all these other like civil rights movements where you just got to be strong and persevere through no matter what. And I feel like growing up like that, her and my grandma, cause my grandma was a sharecropper. Okay. That they, they don't take that whole, like, yeah, let's just, let's be a little sensitive. You know, it's just like, nah, put that wild up, keep it there. And and stop. Goodness, it's definitely um, upbringing, man. Upbringing and pretty. It's almost kind of like a brainwash thing because we, as parents or our parents, those of us who have kids or whatever, um, we train our child up in the way we want them to be, how they should yeah. be, you know. Um, but I will say, just um, being a lot more aware of things um, that I've experienced and what I'm the person that I'm still becoming, you know, I definitely try to be just open with my child in a sense of, in a sense of dialogue and letting her be able to express herself, you know, um, and things like that. Like that, I, I've probably said this a few times, but that whole stay in a child's place. Like I do believe that, um, there has to be boundaries, but at the same time, I treat my child like she's a human being. I treat her like she has feelings, and I let her cry, but it's just like, please say what you're going to do to me. Like, I'm like crying. <laughs> but, um, but I mean, I, I let her express herself in, in a lot of different ways. Um, but to answer my own question, I'm, I'm more so of a, a vent, like, my just the other day my friend asked me a question uh about how was how was an event and i was like oh blah, blah 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 like the I, these t-shirts and the, the the company didn't come through da, da, like i just went on the horse she asked me one question and i said whoo i said that felt so good and she and, and she was she just listened yeah. you know it wasn't one of those times where it's like a oh well, i think you should you know and so i will say i'm about to shout my friends out real quick uh jasmine anderson desiree Cable, uh, Dominique McDonald, AJ Rafford, like that knit group is like a family. Yeah. Okay. A family. And so I know anything I take to them will be handled with care. Vice versa. Yeah. Because we aren't in a like how you were saying, Oh, this is the third time or this the we don't we don't do that. We don't do that. We don't tell each other. Uh, I mean, Desiree and Matt. Oh, Matt. I've got Matt. Um, they're married, you know. And so we're all family. So if anything, it's like, hey, we're going to hold y'all up when y'all down. You know, or when y'all up, we all up. And that's just like we're a family, you know. Yeah. And so I know that, again, so that's when I was like, just be careful what you take to yeah. and who you take to. You know, I have different friends for different things. I understand some friends don't deal with my emotions in like the best way so i know for well with this friend is just for this and you know so i think just being mindful of yeah. that, especially uh when you're i guess in a in a fragile place you know um <clears throat> i think is that y'all got y'all got something else um i could say this in the african-american community like males we need to uplift them more. Ooh. They're dealing with their own struggles, their own battles, their own fears, their own rejection. Some that us as women, we gotta, you know, hold them up a little yeah. bit more. So many hurt men that hurt women. We got so much toxic masculinity mm -hmm. within the black community that don't allow black yeah. males to to express to, their to hurt feel anything. or to express that 
you know, my dad used to beat me or my dad wasn't around. So I don't know how to be a father. It's not that I don't want to be a father to my child, but I don't know how to. No one showed me how to be well, a father. Well, the standard of a quote unquote good man is just to know how to be a man. But how it's do like, you what be a man how do you, you be a man? Exactly. And, and if you don't have the ability to say, I don't know, because people going to say, oh, you ain't nothing, you know? How you don't know then, how to be a man? Yeah. Then how, how do they ever know. have? I don't know. But that's a part of why I say that we should really just give each other um, lots of grace and lots of mercy and take people for who they are and help them through. Because, um, like, for me, my, my fiancé, um, he was pivotal in me getting to the point that I'm at right now because he is extremely tolerant and patient and extremely loving and I don't even know how he deal with me to be honest but like he does every single day like you know how I like I told you that <laughs> but in the sense of I'm no I know what you mean <laughs> I know what you mean but it's like I get mad I pop off he he don't get mad I'm like you know what I'm done I'm over it he says all right well let's just take a little break you know like that's the kind of person he is we complete opposites in that way and um just so y'all balance each other out girl heavily because like I'm on one extreme and he's on the other extreme yeah. and I just feel like like sometimes having something like that that provides that stability and I feel like if it wasn't for him like honestly to goodness I probably would be way worse off than what I am mm. and it's just he takes me for how I am he sees me for how I am without the depression and anxiety and he loves and nurtures that person you know it's like I am not these things I'm just dealing with these things mm. and I think that's really important to not let those things become you you know absolutely absolutely um this is going to be a month-long series uh and so while we may have not touched on everything, a lot of things are to come. And I'm glad that you brought up, you know, like uplifting black men and whatnot. Uh, I'm writing a whole poem on it. It's going to be so dope. I started writing it and I was like tearing up. I'm just like, yo, this is real stuff. You know, Ooh, you um, did this, Brittany. <laughs> I mean, I just because I be feeling it. But um, so definitely. And also, it's funny you say that because initially, um, like this Sunday and maybe next Sunday, th those are going to be my In the Minds of Men episode and In the Minds of Women. But I could not pass up the mental health awareness, yeah. you know. And so this would this is kind of like an introduction into everything we're going to speak on for those segments. So I'm going to do, a like I say, In the Minds of Men, In the Minds of Women, and have them come together on another, like the men and the women. And whereas a lot of people would call an episode like battle of the sexes it's like i don't even want that type of energy because what yeah. i want to do is bring us together and help understand each other because we done already been at war too much like i'm up in my poem screaming i hate you you know <laughs> but at the same time i love you black yeah. man you know so um all that yes i'm ready i'm ready um y'all said a few things that's with this particular topic that one of my poems came to mind and so when i get that i just feel like i have to speak it um and this one is uh laugh now cry later or cry whenever whatever it's called <laughs> Leave them I can't look I can't think right now no that ain't even it no room for tears <laughs> i just said one of the whole you have to go through the roller decks real quick <laughs> no room for tears Laughter is good for the soul, they say. So I laugh now and laugh later. Joke now and joke later. Laugh now and laugh later. When do I fucking cry? I'm a strong black woman. I'm keeping my head up and saying my prayers and pushing forward. Making you laugh, making me laugh, making we laugh. When do I cry? Letting music speak to me. It speaks to me frequently. It soothes my pain and keeps me sane. Can't see him coming down my eyes, so I gotta make this poem cry. Laughter is good for the soul, they say. So what, you laugh now and laugh later? Sex now and sex later? Laugh now and laugh later? Black men can't cry? Nah, mask that pain. Allow your sorrows to remain. Brush it off your exterior. Don't let them see you as inferior. You're painted with masculinity. Walking with your chest out and holding up your dignity. When do you cry? What soothes your pain and keeps you sane? Laughter is good for the soul, right? 
can you tell me how long good lasts? Because the chuckles <laughs> have subsided. This room is no longer lighted. The silence is loud and these feelings of gloom are profound. Can I cry now? Will that be good for my soul? I'm at full capacity, needing a release. I'm all laughed out, just need some peace of mind. I guess I'll get that with time. The emotions building up and at the slightest of anything, I finally started crying and crying and crying. I feel much lighter. Added space to fill with joy, enough room to make my smile brighter. These laughs will not be a mask of misery for I have released the anchor of negativity. Laughter is good for the soul, they say. I'd also suggest to laugh now and cry whenever. VTAP. Mm. Ooh, gotta get some snaps. That was deep, sister. <laughs> deep. So a friend inspired that poem. I'm a visual. <clears throat> and... So I'll post like something that say, okay, y'all drop some pictures and then I'll write a poem to it. And so I had hit up a friend and um, I said, you know, I need some inspiration. And he sent a picture of a tattoo that he has. And it is kind of, it has like the laugh now, cry later faces with like the headphones and everything. And just the image itself was so heavy. And so like, I'm inspired by the people that I know, but also what, I was going through at that time, you know, and I just like kind of merged things together and that's what came about just off a picture, mm -hmm. you know? And so, um, and really though, like laughter is good for the soul. And I feel like that's why we, as a community, we always laughing about mm -hmm. something. That's why we love memes on Facebook. It keeps us outside of what we are really dealing with. Yeah. And while that is cool, while it's good to laugh, while it's good to make other people laugh, like self healing is so necessary. You know, um, inner healing, so needed. Uh, talking to someone that you know you can confide in is needed. And so I'm going to just leave it there. Um, the next episodes, I'm going to, I ain't no professional. Yeah, I just be going <laughs> through stuff and trying to learn from stuff. So I'm, I'm going to have some somebody who does art therapy, you know, and um, hopefully uh, a medical doctor you know on a part of the segment that can go in a little bit deeper than i could ever could you know but i just wanted to use this as a space where we can all come together and just you know speak on the things that we just spoke on okay so i appreciate y'all for being here you're welcome i'm glad to be here all right <laughs> <laughs> okay so allison you just grab your keys walk to the car <laughs> start it up <laughs> okay Okay, but um, Montre, again, I do, uh, I'm sorry, you know, for, for those losses. I really do hope and pray that you rise above and just get, you know, get through it. My condolences. Okay. Woo! Thank y'all for tuning in to this episode of Consciously Tapped In with VTAP. Thank you.